Good afternoon and good evening to everyone. My name is Dave Frankowski and I'll be your moderator for today's class. And welcome to another lecture given by the Oceanside California class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. The school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year of 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year of 1958, and we hold classes in the United States and in various other countries. The Oceanside class was established in 1994. At this time, I'd like to introduce to you the Dean of the Oceanside class, Dr. Dennis Volpe, and the president, Dr. Carl Emler. Now in this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title for the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which were contained in the original Hebrew text. The correct name of our Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The correct title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. And the correct name of the Holy Spirit, manifest in or out of a physical body, is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Now, Lord and God are titles, and they are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and there are God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike the titles of Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. It is a divine title because it is the title that our creator has chosen for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. And a minor investigation on your part into a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew, the Greek, nor the Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that's made by the letter J. Neither was there a letter J in our own English language until some 1400 years after the death of the Messiah, which would make such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible renderings for the true name of our Father and his Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, the limits, and the bounds of everything that exists. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. And we've drawn this cloud to extend all around the edges of this chart to show that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, 
Everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Yahweh Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, the self-same spirit manifests himself in a physical body, and he walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, who the whole world calls Jesus Christ. Now there's only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So a simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what did they call the Savior when he walked the earth plane? And a further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface to the Holy Name Bible. Also in the school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It's the divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he called Moses on top of Mount Sinai, and he showed him this threefold tabernacle pattern in a vision. Later on, Yahweh instructed Moses to build a physical one in the wilderness, just like the one he had seen in his vision on the mount. And the tabernacle pattern is a threefold pattern, consisting of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court round about. These three compartments making up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and it operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. This school has 10 primary constitutional objectives and aims, and they are as follows. One, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Two, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Three, to investigate the unexplained spirit law, or so-called law of nature, and the powers latent in man. Six, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures. I'm sorry. Four, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religion, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Five, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Nine, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby a man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And ten, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah. 
with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. And we'll begin this afternoon with a prayer by Dr. Derek Ordone from our New Orleans class. And we'll have a scripture read, which will be 1 Peter, the first chapter, and that'll be read by Dr. Reba Zahar from our Oceanside class. Hey, class. Let us bow our hearts and mind in a moment of prayer. Father, Messiah, we thank you for the hope that you have given us in these last times, knowing that the devil has increased, the heat has turned up, Father. And I know that as the heat turns up, you'll turn up too. The light will get even brighter. And I look, I, I just look, we look, we look towards you, Father, for all things, knowing that spirit law, spirit law, it takes away our thoughts of anything, an unerring accuracy. Oh, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the name of Yahshua Silas, I'll say hallelujah. 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 Good afternoon, class, and good evening to where you are. Uh, tonight's read will be 1 Peter, the first chapter. Peter, an apostle of Yahshua the Messiah, to the sojourners of the dispersion scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of Yahweh the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and filling of the blood of Yahshua the Messiah. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the El and Father of your Yahshua the Messiah, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Yahshua, our Messiah from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of Yahweh through faith to salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through mad trials, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Yahshua, our Messiah, whom having not seen love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the reward of your faith, even the salvation of your souls of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of the Messiah, which was in them did signify when it testified be beforehand the sufferings of the Messiah 
and the glory that should follow unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the glad tidings unto you with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the gift that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Yahshua. As obedient children, do not conform yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth, according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your foolish behavior transmitted from your fathers, but with the precious blood of the Messiah, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in Yahweh that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in Yahweh, seeing you have purified your souls and obeyed the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible by the word of Yahweh, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of Yahweh endureth forever. And this is the word which by the glad tiding is preached unto you. First Peter, first chapter. Thank you, Dr. Zahar and Dr. Ordone. Uh, we're going to have a three-speaker format this afternoon, each speaker getting approximately 35 minutes. Our scripture readers this evening will be Dr. Linda Volpe from our Oceanside class and Dr. Gail Josephson from our Green Bay class. And our first speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Jim Andrews. I'm getting there. Hang on a second. There we go. Good evening, everybody. It's certainly a pleasure to, to see and hear from everyone. And uh, once again, uh, uh, we thank, uh, thank Yahweh for providing uh, this technology so that during this, uh, this time of uh, pandemic, we can still get together and, and, uh, and uh, you know, learn about Yahshua the Messiah. Um, it is indeed a pleasure that we can do 
that we can do this, even though seen brethren for geez, a couple years now. Um, last it was well over a year ago that we had a that we had an actual class for the Houston class. So I haven't seen anybody around here, but talk to people, see them on Facebook, and uh, uh, this Zoom stuff is. Uh, it is certainly a blessing. Thank you, Yashua. Uh, let's go on over scripture reading. What I want to do word. Did you choose did you choose a scripture? I think he's yeah. breaking up. First Peter 1 and 3. All right. Blessed be the Elohim and Father of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, who, according to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us again into a living hope by the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of Elohim through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time in the, in this ye greatly rejoice though now for a season if need be ye are in heaviness through manifold trials that the trial of your okay, faith let's, let's go Let's go back to four, if you would, please. To mm -hmm. an inheritance right. incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Uh, there's a key, key phrase, reserved in heaven. And it reminds me of the idea that um, of the book of life, and uh, our names are written in that heaven. Dr. Kinley said, and I can't quote him exactly, I don't have my transcript index up, but he said something along the line of everybody's name in the book. But apparently, um, some, some people's names, uh, uh, you know, have been blotted out. The Book of Life has our names in it. And all the names that we uh, have ever been called, um, you know, uh, like my mother who used to call me Jamie. I don't know why, but uh, you know, my friends call me Jim, and there's uh, you know all that stuff. And we are so blessed that that Yasha was taking care of the whole thing. Uh, several times on Facebook, I have been. Uh, uh, having discussions with people. Uh, I had one the other day. I don't know if anybody saw it, but uh, one of the one of the people from class, uh, her or his infant daughter had, uh, from what I understand, very serious heart surgeries. And he went on and on about, thank you, Dr. Kinley, for this, and thank you, Dr. Kinley, and without Dr. Kinley. And I, I just posed a real Real easy question. I said, Dr. Kelly did the surgery, and that got that got that set him off. And we're we're so blessed. These people that are here tonight are so blessed to understand that Dr. Kinley 
is not your salvation. And I was accused of, of uh, um, disrespecting Dr. Kinley. And by no means do I disrespect Dr. Kinley. If you take a look at the uh, uh, panoramic vision chart, uh, Dr. Kinley was asked, what are you going to do with what I've shown you? And Dr. Kinley answered, Yahweh, and he said, I'm going to teach your people. And he did that for 40 some odd years. That's all he said. His whole thing was on, on teaching the people. He said several places. He said, I can't heal anybody. He said, it's a spirit that's within me. It's Yahshua. He was always self-effacing. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Dr. Kenley. He did his job and he did it very well. But Dr. Kenley now is dead and gone. I have visited his grave. I saw his grave song where somebody went in after after his birthday with a uh, with a slave. but the spirit that was in Dr. Kinley that motivated that man is present today, and it's present with you. And all you have to do is say, you know, just a little prayer that I that I always that I always say is, uh, "Boss, lead me in the right direction. Show me show me what you want done, and I'll go ahead and do it." But you can't, you, you know, you've got to be circumcised. And by circumcised, I mean you have to get rid of the flesh. Dr. Kenley was a piece of flesh. And when you circ when a male gets circumcised, what happens? It reveals the head. The Kenley is not the head. Yasser the Messiah is the head. If that's one thing that you can take take home with you and keep that in your in in mind at all times, that it's the spirit. There's no flesh involved. All of this flesh is going to go to the grave. It's going to be consumed. It's going to be gone. And one thing that I said to this gentleman that I was having a discussion with was, when when the end of the creation comes and there's no more flesh. What then? If you can't see the spirit now, uh, you know, ask for ask for some in you know ask for some help, but don't look at Dr. Kenley, don't look at Dr. Harris, don't look at Dr. Volpe, don't look at at any. have this uh, that we can share what the Spirit has told us, what the Spirit has revealed to us. Uh, I didn't get a chance to uh, uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to uh, uh, thank Dave Harperwood uh, last week. That was a beautiful lecture on those charts. I learned a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't Dave Underwood. That was Yahshua Messiah. That was Yahshua Messiah. So I am got to figure out what's going on with my dog here. I apologize. But uh, keep your eye on the prize. The prize is not any kind of piece of flesh. The prize is your knowledge 
of how the spirit of Yahshua is working in you. Thank you very much. Back to the moderator. Thank you, Dr. Andrews. And our next speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Sharon Welch from our Syracuse class. Good evening, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. I enjoyed the remarks of Dr. James Andrews. I haven't heard from him in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the school set up um, from a divine vision and revelation from Yahweh himself to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. And, you know, if you've heard that for the first time, uh, you might think the same thing I thought when I heard it is, you know, what is that? What, what do you mean? You know, that's not something that um, I have ever heard before. Um, in you know, in our lifetime that somebody would have a vision and revelation from God, Yahweh, more correctly. But, you know, it took me a while. And every time somebody would say that, you know, they would say that Dr. Kinley, and I heard him say it myself, um, that he would say, don't believe me because I just said that, which I've never heard anybody say that <laughs> about anything. You know, don't believe me just because I say it. Usually people want to be believed just because they say it. But he's saying, listen, I've had a divine vision and revelation directly from Yahweh himself, but don't believe me just because I just said that, make me prove it. Proof, he said, until you are satisfied. See, now he wants you to be satisfied with the proof that he did have the vision and revelation. So you come down here and you um, study with us. It is a school and we study. You know, Yahweh provides um, proof in the creation that he is real. Uh, let me get Romans 1, 19 and 20. We're going to start, you know, with the basics, with the foundation. You all need a foundation. So let's get Romans 1, 19 and 20, please. Romans 1, 19. Mm -hmm. because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them for mm -hmm. Yahweh hath showed it unto them. So oh, excuse me, Gail. So mm -hmm. because that which may be known of Yahweh may be known of Yahweh that you, you need, you can know something about Yahweh. He didn't say uh, things that can be known about Yahshua. He says, things that can be known about Yahweh mm -hmm. is manifest right within you. Because mm -hmm. why? 
for the invisible things, oh, um, for in them, Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh hath showed it unto them. He'll show it to you. And that's what Dr. Kinley did. He showed you what he saw in, the, in a, a vision and revelation. So Yahweh is going to show you himself. You can know something about Yahweh because this is what it's Roman is 119 and 20 is saying, because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest right within you because he has embowed you the, the intelligence enough to comprehend how he is and actually exists, which is our first aim to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Now, you can't just know Elohim. It says Yahweh, our Elohim, because Yahweh is our Elohim, you see, because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them because Yahweh will show it to him. Go ahead, continue. 20, for the invisible things of him from the- now, hey, I'm sorry, hang on. The, now, he is invisible. What is invisible? Because what Yahweh is made up of is those attributes, which is wisdom and knowledge and understanding and love and beauty and foundation. Now, those are attributes which are invisible because you can't go to the uh, corner store and get me some love. Go buy me an ounce of love. <laughs> you can't do that. See, you have to have love manifested uh, uh, by a manifestation so you can see that love. But it's not physical because in those are the things that are invisible of him. But those invisible things of him are what? From, the, cre mm -hmm. From the creation of the world are clearly seen. From the creation of the world, because you can see in the manifestation, which is the creation of the world, is, is clearly seen. So you can see and know something about Yahweh from the, okay, continue. How is that going to work? Being so understood. Being understood by the things that are made. Oh, so your understanding comes by the manifestation, things that are made is the manifestation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to um, worship the manifestation because the manifestation is showing you something about the principle of Yahweh, which are the attributes. So mm -hmm. uh, for uh, an example, um, we're talking about love, right? Well, mm -hmm. when I see a mother holding a baby, like for the first time, have you ever seen that on TV? When they're, they're, the baby is just born and the mother is uh, you know, presented with the baby, what's on her face? Love. Mm -hmm. It's just an inst instant love that that mother has for that child. Now, if that didn't happen, that's a manifestation. If that didn't happen in front of my eyes, I would not see that principle of love. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. you, you've got to see the manifestation in order to, 
to understand the principle. And that's what Romans 1, 19 and 20 is all about. See, because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them because Yahweh has shown it unto them. For the visible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Clearly, you have, you have no doubt in your mind that that look on that mother's face is love. A normal birth, okay? You, it's clearly seen. You can't deny it. Because, okay, so... Um, continue with um, 31. You want 21? 31. Oh. 31, 31. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Jeremiah, 31, 31. I'm sorry. Romans 119, 20. Oh. We're on 20. For yes. the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Right. Being understood by the things that are made, even right. his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, even his eternal power, isn't power one of the attributes? Mm -hmm. yeah. See, you're going to be able to see that power and that the power that he is manifesting is that you understand how he is and actually exists. <laughs> that mm -hmm. takes power. That takes his power because it's by revelation. And that's why Dr. Kinley can say, you know, just, you know, make me prove it to you're satisfied. Now mm -hmm. uh, he's sitting there there's knowing that, you know, you're not going to see it unless Yahweh reveals it to you. There's just no way that, you know, you're going to be able to understand anything about Yahweh unless Yahweh reveals it to you, see? Mm -hmm. And even his eternal power in Godhead. So what is a God? I've never heard that word before, mm -hmm. before coming down to this class. I had no idea what that meant. What is Godhead? You know, here you're telling me there's, you know, God's a title. What is Godhead? You know, we had to look it up because this is a mm -hmm. school and they encouraged you, you know, to look things up and don't, don't, uh, don't believe me because I say it just like Dr. Kinley said. Mm -hmm. So the Godhead is the way that Yahweh exists. And that's why our, I keep going back to our first aim is so, it just, it's so important to me just knowing that first aim because that which may be known of Yahweh um, mm -hmm. for, I'm sorry. <laughs> the first aim is to help you find and know Yahweh as he really is and actually exists. So Yahweh, you need to know his name and you need to know how he exists, which is the Godhead. The Godhead is how Yahweh exists. And that is our first aim of this school you know, to know how he exists. So what we're, what he's saying is that he, Yahweh, in our moderation, we say that Yahweh is incomprehensible and inscrutable. See, he is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds. So that's Yahweh. That's how he exists. Um, so I've got to go and get um, Acts 4 and 24. 
I mean, there's just, you know, every time we say something, a, a sentence, you know, a, a, a scripture will come into mind to back that up, but we can't, I mean, we'll just be, be interrupted by getting scriptures all the time. <laughs> we can't, we can't get them all, but this one's important. I want um, Acts 4 and 24, please. Who's our other reader? Linda? Yes, I'm sorry, I was reading it, but I had my mute button on, but I don't know if that's what you want. Four and 24? And when? Is it? Um, 17. Is it? 1724, I'm sorry. Okay, okay yes. good. Yes, thank you, Sasha. Yes, thank you. All right, I'm almost there. 1724. Yes. Yahweh Elohim who made the world and all things in it, seeing that he is ruler of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. That's not what I want. I'm sorry. I, I do want, I, I want, for in him we live and move and have our being. Okay, that's 28. That's okay. Acts 17, 28. Thank you. For in him we live and move and have our being. So, and within who? Who's him? Yahweh. Because we say in our moderation that this cloud is painted all around the edges of this chart and everything on the chart abides within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Right? Not Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh, pure spirit. Everything abides within pure spirit. So Paul is telling you in Acts that in him, Yahweh, we what? For in him, we live and move and have our being. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's what we're saying in our moderation. We live and move and have our being. We are in the universe. You can't get outside of Yahweh to look back at him, you see, because everything exists within Yahweh pure spirit. And nothing, everything is made of, of uh, uh, a spirit materialized. And an example of that, if you can bring the, the green chart up for me, please, Greg. This blows my mind. <clears throat> Everything, we live and move and have our being, okay? Now, isn't everything made up of atoms? Right? Everything animate and inanimate is made up of atoms. And at the, at the, when we were saying the moderation, we say that everything um, goes by this tabernacle pattern. Isn't that right? So that tabernacle pattern is what? Is a, is a reflection or an example of how Yahweh actually is and truthfully exists because it is a proton, neutron, and electron. You see, there's uh, uh, three parts of that 
but yet one Adam. And that's Yahweh is spirit, soul, and body, or Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh, Yahweh Elohim, and Yahshua. Though they are one. There's not three separate deities or three separate uh, persons as the Trinity. See, we, 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 we teach unity. It's the unity of the spirit. Um, we can go get, I want you to read, readers to um, back me up on Deuteronomy and Zechariah for that, but hold on to that because I want to explain this. So there's Yahweh Elohim, right? <clears throat> there's Yahweh. See the cloud that goes around all of this chart? If you can pull out just a bit there for a minute. You see that cloud? It goes all the way around. So everything is within the cloud because we live, move, and have our being right within spirit, which is substance, source, law, eternity. We limit and bounds. That's Yahweh. We live and move and have our being right within him. And all of this that's inside of this cloud, see, is a manifestation. It's a physical that's showing forth the spirit. So here we are with the atom that everything consists of atoms, adamant and inanimate, alive and not alive, <laughs> is an atom because um, everything is spirit materialized, which is atoms being a proton, a neutron, an electron. Protons is a positive, neutron is neutral, just like in the holy, holy place here. What's neutral but an intercession, intercessor, which is where the intercession happened here in the holy place. The proton is positive because, well, of course, it's Yahweh. See, that, that uh, was in that cloud. See, that's positive. And then the electron is negative. I took a chemistry class years and years ago trying to do my nursing uh, program. And I asked my chemist's teacher why the proton is positive and the electron is negative because I had heard in class that um, it doesn't have to be that way as long as they're opposite. And I wanted a witness for that. And I asked him if um, it could be, you know, uh, proton being negative and electron being positive. He says, well, you know, of course, Arnold Mine, he's like, well, it's not, but if it was, it would still work because they just have to be opposite. <laughs> I went, okay. <laughs> so, you know, Yahweh just puts it in the minds of these scientists, put the proton positive, the electron negative, you see, because it has to be opposite. And the electron has to be negative because that is what? A negativity, which is in the court roundabout, which is death. Death is a negative attribute. So that electron has to be negative. The holy place with the neutron, neutrons, a neutral or an intercession between positive and negativity. That's, that's why the uh, table of incense, see, is here. It's an intercession between uh, uh, the children of Israel and Yahweh. And then the proton, of course, has to be positive. So here we are. We've got atoms in the universe. See, everything goes by that pattern. 
and by the and everything is made of atoms. So <clears throat> the Godhead or the way that that Yahweh exists, see, he has to exist in that threefold manifestation. You see, there's two manifestations of that one spirit. There's two manifestations of that one spirit of, of the, the proton. <clears throat> the, the electron uh, has to have the uh, exact uh, amount of electrons going around that, uh, that nucleus. Oh my goodness. So here we are with Yahweh Elohim. It says Elohim here, okay, because Yahweh is in that cloud and that's Elohim having those attributes. But see, the Godhead is, is that Yahweh, pure spirit, <clears throat> takes on a shape and form. Can I have the Moses chart now, please? Takes on that shape and form. Right here, in Yahweh Elohim. So you have Yahweh is pure, is spirit. See up here, Yahweh is spirit manifesting within the cloud, symbolizing eternity, symbolizing eternity. But Yahweh is that pure spirit state. See, that's like the proton. And then there's a neutron, which is uh, uh, Yahweh Elohim. It's still Yahweh because we say Yahweh Elohim. And what we were talking about today is like, you know, you can say, uh, 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 some of the different uh, gods that they had down in Egypt, they were called Elohims because Elohim means God. So, but it's Yahweh Elohim. See, there's Yahweh here, Elohim and Yahshua. Why did Dr. Kinley want those three painted on that figure? Because it is all Yahweh. <laughs> it's, it's all Yahweh. Yah Elohim is Yahweh's voice. See, he's the word or son. We say Yahweh is the father, right? And Elohim is the word or son. Yahshua is the Holy Spirit. And that has to be a unity. So let's get Deuteronomy and Zechariah. Deuteronomy 6 and 4, I believe. Yeah, Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our Elohim is one. So one what? Yahweh, our Elohim, is one spirit. Mm -hmm. He's one. He is Yahweh. He's Yahweh Elohim. See? And so he is one. He is a unity. It's not a... El, Yahweh Elohim is not separate from Yahweh. It can't... Nothing is. <laughs> nothing separate from Yahweh. See? So Yahweh Elohim... See, is one. So let's get Zechariah. Um, can you tell me where that is? Someone? Six, yes, four, um, 14 and nine. Yes, thank, thank you. you. I was looking all over, couldn't find it. Um, okay. and, all right, Zechariah 14 and nine. And Yahweh shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Yahweh and his name one. There's one Yahweh. And his name is one. Now, what does that mean to us today? See, there's one Yahweh because it's Yahweh Elohim. And Yahshua is Yahweh is salvation. So Yahweh didn't go anywhere. 
Now, listen, that cloud that we're saying that uh, is painted all around the edges of this chart, doesn't that show forth Yahweh? That's what we say in our moderation, right? Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, it's incomprehensible and inscrutable. It's the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds. And we have, we have Yahweh painted on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose the cloud to symbolize himself, manifested within the cloud, symbolizing eternity of Jerusalem above. That's Yahweh symbolizing himself as the cloud. So whenever you see a cloud, can you um, pull out a little bit there, Greg, please? I want uh, wilderness or <clears throat> I want down here in Egypt. When What did they do? They followed what? to the Red Sea, a cloud. Well, who's that? Yahweh. Well, then, okay, so then they come up here into the tabernacle or the wilderness of Sinai. They build this tabernacle in Exodus, the 30th chapter, I think somewhere where it says that he filled, let's get that, 34, where he filled, his spirit filled the tabernacle. Oh, where is it? Um, 40? Yeah, 40 and 34. Exodus 40 and 34. Let's get that. 40 and 34. Let me go there with you. So everybody can get that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's uh, just pick it up to show you that they're they're setting up the tabernacle. Uh, go ahead, pick it up wherever you think. 17. And it came, well, that's where it says the tabernacle was reared up. Oh, okay. Then you can oh, go down. In, in 33, 33, it says the same. Oh, yeah. And, right. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. So, okay. So Moses finished the work, which means what? That the, the tabernacle was set up. Yeah. Right. But mm -hmm. it wasn't sanctified yet because what happens next? Mm -hmm. 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of Yahweh filled the tabernacle. So what's the cloud? What does the cloud represent? What do we say in our moderation? What's the cloud? Yahweh. In pure spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So you see how that they're following that pure spirit? Mm -hmm. without them even knowing <laughs> what they're doing. But we, mm -hmm. we go back and see that. You see, we see that their cloud does not, it's, it's not, Yahweh's not leaving it to anyone else to, to uh, have his purpose unfold. Yahweh is with you all the time. Now you go to the uh, the uh, transfiguration, and what does Yah what does Yahshua do? See, he goes up in the cloud, and what does he do? See that? See, it looks like a cloud that spits around him. That's Yahweh. See, now you go down to Pentecost, and what what happens at Pentecost? Before Pentecost, he is what? Going up into a cloud? Mm -hmm. What's the cloud? The cloud is always Yahweh. 
He does not, he did not leave. He's still operating his purpose through Yahweh Elohim, through Yahshua, but it's still Yahweh. It's got to be. He's the one. Don't we call him? He's the boss. Who's the boss? See, <laughs> Yahweh's the boss. He and the boss is the one that, that you know, uh, 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 determines what the purpose of the operation is. And he makes sure that it's, it's uh, 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 manifested or, or fulfilled. So... <sighs> It's Yahweh. See the cloud in the heavens here? And it's always there. The cloud is always there. And what I realized was that cloud is Yahweh. Pure spirit, see, manifested uh, through the ages of dispensation. He did not leave us. It's Yahweh. And we can know something, you know, that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest right within you. Now, don't you have a cloud in your uh, tabernacle? Mm -hmm. You know, in that cloud in that tabernacle, um, go back to the uh, 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 wilderness of Sinai. See what happens on the day of atonement. What did they see? Did they see uh, Yahweh Elohim up there, the Shekinah? No, it was Yahweh manifesting himself to mankind. How do we know that? Because just like uh, his face did shine as the noonday sun, there's a difference between that and, and Moses seeing Yahweh Elohim up here. Or I'm sorry, the, the 70 elders seeing Elohim. Moses shown as the noonday sun. Yahshua up on the Mount of Transfiguration, his face shown as the noonday sun. What makes that happen? Oh, well, <laughs> mm. you're seeing a super incorporeal being, which is Yahweh manifested, see, showing forth himself. And, you know, it's not the totality of Yahweh because we're still in the flesh and we're not going to, there's so much more to know and understand about Yahweh. We're not, we don't know it all right now. Just because we say we see Yahweh, that doesn't mean we see the totality of him because he, we have ages and yet to come to learn of him. We only know a, 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 a couple of the ocean, if I can put it that way. And just like the prayer said, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for that cup full of ocean that we can see and understand. We can study it. We can understand Yahweh's purpose and how that he, just like our scripture reading said here, that he has come to save our soul so that we can be one with him uh, in eternity. And that's why we're down here. That's why we, we want to learn and know about Yahweh. We want to know more and more uh, of his purpose, pattern, and plan of salvation, which is that uh, elementary chart. We want to know more and more about him because he is eternal and it's just going to go on forever. 
So that little bit that you have right now, see, just uh, hold it. Don't lose it. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> what he has shown to you. And I, I hope that wasn't confusing. I hope that wasn't disconjointed. Um, uh, I hope someone got something out of it. And if you did, all praise and glory and honor go to Yahshua Messiah. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Welch. And our next speaker, we're still going to have two more speakers this evening. Our next speaker will be Dr. Chuck Marshall from our Tampa class. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, this, that was that was very good. Uh, boy, it's hard to add to something like that. Let's uh, go back to the scripture reading, please. And uh, we'll just start uh, right at one, or start at two, please. First Peter 1 and 2. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of Elohim, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Yahshua the Messiah, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Uh, the, one of the, the there uh, one of the big differences uh, there just about everything that we say and teach in this organization is 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 opposite of what I was taught and what I learned when I was uh, growing up as a child and going through some different Christian organizations. And one of the things that, uh, I mean, I think most of us all read the Bible a little bit before we came in here. And for some reason, when we come to something like this, this uh, verse here, we completely skipped the understanding of what the heck was even going on because I was taught that I could make it, that I would go and I would listen to some preacher preach and then he would take and preach and I would decide that what I was hearing was up to what I wanted to hear or up to my standards or, you know, I, I went along with, Oh, we had all kinds of different reasons for believing what we believed, you understand? But we thought that we could accept Jesus into our heart and mind. That was the big thing. They, we, uh, they used to always, you go on TV even, and they still have altar calls. And that's what they want you to go down, and they want you to pray, and they want you to uh, accept Jesus into your heart and into your mind, you understand? But right here in Peter, it says the it says elect according to the foreknowledge of Yahweh the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. So it's through coming down, yes, and listening to the preaching of the gospel and listening to the true spirit of Yahshua in the different vessels that he has speak before you, you see, and the reason how you can tell if someone is telling you the truth or not, is it, if it's according to the knowledge of, of the scriptures, the law and the prophets. I sometimes I think to myself, you know, this is just, this whole thing is just too good to be true. This whole thing is just, uh, it, it, you know, why is it you really believe what you believe? 
And so then you go back and you look at all the things that we've been taught and all the things that have been said, you see, and, and you look at how proof, and it is so amazing that in this earth plane tonight, the whole manifestation of that's going on in the spirit and in the physical is that there, the land is, 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 is a, a drought for truth. Because in the physical, people are believing lies. And when they go out here and they ask them about it, they just don't care. And it reminds me of the fact that we have years and years been going around telling people the truth. And we've been trying to educate them in the scriptures and showing them how that everything lines up according to the law and to the prophets. And even if you don't want to take and accept the scriptures right away, we can take you right into the physical creation and the physical creation is agreeing exactly, you understand, with the law and the prophets. So when I look at what we, at, at what I believe, I'll put it like that, at what I believe now, what I believe now is based upon, and I can go back and give you evidence. I can show you proof, but yet, now we've been doing this for years and years, just, just, you know, just, I'll just put it like this, you know, since Dr. Kinley had his vision and revelation, we have been doing this and people, a lot of times they don't even want to hear it. And I see it on TV now with physical things where they don't eat. You can't, if you try to tell them the truth, they just close their ears and start blasting you with all kinds of stuff. That isn't true. And if you're just, we're just seeing the whole thing become manifested right before our eyes. You see, even more so and more so in the physical. And the physical is showing forth the spiritual. It's just amazing to me that the times we're going through and what they're showing us, and, it, and even out in the physical, is showing forth that what we understand and what we know is being substantiated by what's going on. Okay, and it's through the sanctification of the spirit. And I don't have to go around telling you what to do and not what not to do. You don't have to go around telling me what to do and what not to do, because it's unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Yahshua the Messiah. And it's grace. Now, there's another thing that we did not understand before we came down here. When I give you a present, you see, I don't always give it to you for grace. What am I saying? If I give you a present, a lot of times, if I don't get a thank you, I get mad. That's not grace. You understand what I'm saying? You see, we don't understand truly grace. Grace is true, unmerited reward. I do not deserve it. You do not deserve it. None of us deserved it. And that's why Yahshua had to come through in the physical, you see, shed his blood because it was all. Now, why? You see, if you ask Christians, why did Yahweh have to shed his blood for you? They say, because we're sinners. Yes. But what? what how do you know that that shedding of blood is going to cleanse you of your sins? Because you go all the way back to Moses with the Exodus where Yahweh gave the children of Israel the tabernacle pattern. Now, even before he spoke down those Ten Commandment uh, laws, 
You see, he gave Moses a vision of the tabernacle. Now, as we explained, the tabernacle is the, is the pattern of all things in the universe. But it is also showing you, you see, how you are to be saved or how you are to be re redemption. You understand? Because if you broke one of those laws, now this, he had this way of escape even before he spoke it down, the, the Ten Commandment morality, you see. So it's, he had a way of escape for them even before. He knew they were going to sin, you see. Just as he, just as he told Moses, you understand, that he was to go down and he was to talk to Pharaoh. But he told Moses right then and there that, that he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart. So they went through 10 plagues where Pharaoh said, let him go. Then he hardened his heart. Let him go. He hardened his heart. Yahweh all the way down through has shown that he is the one doing the choosing. He's the one doing the election. He's the one that's in charge. You see, it's like we always say, if you want the job done right, do it yourself. Don't leave it up to somebody else. And that's exactly what Yahweh has done. You see, he has came down himself and gave himself as a sacrifice for us. Now, this is the creator of the universe. There is none else other than him, but he loves us, his offspring, so much that he was willing to come down and sacrifice himself for us. So I know that Yahshua, when he died on that cross, that that blood would take care of my sins because I can look all the way down through the law and the prophets to see when the children of Israel, you see, would sin, that they would have a sacrifice. And then every year, you see, when the high priest would go up into the most holy place, Yahweh would accept the sacrifice and the high priest would come back down, you see, and there would be a loud shout in the, in the camp because they had been saved. You see, I understand why I am, why, why Yahweh is doing what he's doing and why he's doing what he's doing. Now, when I was in Christianity, I couldn't even begin to ask the kind of questions that, that, that I am posing. But even the questions, even the small questions that I had at the time, they couldn't answer. You see, they would tell me that, well, it's plain to see that you don't have the Holy Spirit. Well, it was plain to see at that time. Yes, I agree with them on that one, you see. And then they would say, well, uh, you don't need to know that kind of stuff. You'll find out that when you die, you see, which we have found out by coming down here and listening to this great divine vision and revelation from Dr. Kinley, which was given by Yahweh himself, you see. No, like Jim said, we don't praise Dr. Kinley. We praise Yahshua, the Messiah, and Yahweh himself, you understand? We do not give our obedience to any man. We do not look up to any man. All men, you see, are being used by Yahweh as he sees fit. So to give Dr. Kinley credit, you're supposed to be giving all, we, we say it all the time, all credit and glory goes to Yahweh, you see, and Yahshua the Messiah, you see. And man... And the problem with the world today in the physical and the problem with the world today, even in the spiritual, is a lot of times they are, most times, almost all the time, 
They're looking up to a man and they're putting a man up on a pedestal, you see. And Yahweh has brought us down to these classes and he has circumcised us in our heart and in our mind so that we can look beyond the flesh, so that we look past the flesh and we can look what's within an individual and we can hear by their words what they're saying, whether it be true or whether it not be true. Therefore, then we know what to understand. And it's not because we know what we understand. It's because Yahweh, through Yahshua the Messiah, has given us that understanding to understand. I cannot sit here and take any credit, you see, for anything. You see, I can't take any credit for nothing other than the fact that I am sitting here and listening and learning and becoming more knowledgeable of Yahshua, the Messiah, you see. And because we have now got a foundation of this teaching, what we're doing now, I found on this Zoom classes a lot lately, what we're doing now is we're just, we're fine tuning. We're not changing anything, you understand? We're not changing the gospel. We're not changing from one thought to another, but what we're doing is, is, is fine tuning. And it's not us doing it. I, I, I shouldn't say it that way. It's Yahshua fine tuning this gospel in these latter days and having this whole world around us explode, see, so that we can glean understanding out of this whole creation. Okay. So uh, I guess we could go to verse three now. Three. Blessed be the Elohim and Father of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, who, according to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah from the dead. And he is giving us abundant mercy. I can speak for myself. You can speak for yourself. But he has given me abundant mercy. If I take and make it through this whole creation and at the end am glorified in Yahshua the Messiah, I'm telling you what, that is mercy. You understand? And I realize that and I see that. The next verse, please. To, for to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. See, we're receiving an inheritance, an inheritance that is incorruptible. You understand? And he goes on to explain a little bit more about that. We're not in the church world. And I, I still like to watch uh, the, the preachers on TV once in a while. I, I, you still get a kick out of it once in a while. And, but but it's, it's, I like to keep up on what's the, what, what they're saying and what they're getting into and, and so on and so forth. You understand? And uh, we are in, in here. We, What we have is so precious. And we have, what we have is incorruptible. It's undefiled. And it, it does not fade away. You understand? As a matter of fact, I find that everything is getting stronger and stronger. It's not fading. Uh, I've always had a problem in my life, I'll put it like this, of, of doing one thing. It's like, I'll do something and I'll do that. And okay, that, that was good. And I want to move on to something else. And I'll do that and I'll learn how to do that. You see, and oh yeah, that's good. And then when I've learned it and I can do it, I, I want to move on to something else. 
It's the way I've always been. But in this gospel, it is completely different. I cannot get enough. I am not bored with it. I don't want to move on to something else. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, this gospel will change you. It will change your mind. It will change your attitude. It will change the way you look at things. You understand? It is a complete, it's like it says, you will be born again. You understand? Could you read the next verse, please? Five. Five. Who are kept by the power of Yahshua through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You see, now what he's talking about here with the last times with the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua, the Messiah, and as uh, that was the end of that age, or as you will, that was the end of the physical. You see, that was the last, but we are now really in the last times. You see, that was the beginning, if you will, of the last times, and we are the end of the last times. You see, and it's ready to be revealed. And the longer I'm in class, the more that is being revealed. The longer I'm in class, the stronger I can understand, the stronger I see, and the stronger my commitment to this whole thing is, is because I'm seeing it more and more and more and more is being revealed. And that's what's key. And I, I guess that's what keeps us all around is Yahweh keeps revealing more and more to us. And we get, we get excited when we see a little thing, just a little thing, you see, can excite us. Like, the, like uh, what Sharon was talking about in the refinement of the Godhead, you know, that's beautiful. Understood the Godhead, understood the Godhead, you know, but now we're getting a, a, a fine tuning of the Godhead. We're understanding things a little bit cleaner, a little bit clearer. You see, it's not different. It hasn't changed. It's just a refinement of what we're seeing. Would you read six, please? In this, ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, Ye are in heaviness through manifold trials. See, we're going through manifest, manifest trials, just like you can look back through the law and the prophets. You can look back at the children of Israel and what they went through. You understand? And the, uh, Dr. Kinley once time said, if you understood the migration, the exodus, that you would understand Yahweh's plan and purpose. And I'm telling you what, Whenever I want to look at something, whenever I want to see something, when I want to try to understand something a little bit better, I can, a lot of times I can go right back there to the children of Israel and see what they went through. They went through manifest temptations. They went through all kinds of things. You understand? And yet, you see, Yahweh brought them through. And it was the, the firstborn, okay? It wasn't the firstborn that received the inheritance. It was the secondborn. You see, now what that's showing you, showing us is, is that, yes, we must be born again. When it says in the New Testament that you must be born again, okay, you've got to see evidence of that. You've got to go back and see that again. And uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was talking about how that the second born always gets the inheritance. You understand? It's always the second born that gets inherited. And that's showing forth that we coming into this class must be born again. You see, we, we've, got, we've got this physical way that we see things. We've got this physical way we understand things. We've got the physical way of doing things. And all of that, you see, has got to be done away with. We must be born again. So now we look at things 
through a glass differently. You see, we're looking at things completely with a different mindset, with completely different eyes. And that's what this is all about. That's what Yahweh is doing, is fine-tuning us, you see. Read on, please. Seven, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Yahshua the Messiah. See, what we're going through right now is the trial of our faith. And what, and, and, and I'm going to have to take Yahweh's word on this because I sometimes find the trial pretty heavy and pretty bad. And, and sometimes, you know, just, you know, you really have to stick in there. But he says here, and I believe it, and the reason why I believe it is because everything else I have found that he has ever said is true. Now, when somebody keeps telling you the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth, you see, you start understanding that they tell you the truth, you see. And so far, everything that I have found out about this teaching and about Yahweh and his plan and his purpose, you see, through this vision that Dr. Kinley had is true. So therefore, I have a, I have a trust now. That what I can, I can read, you see, I can know that it's true. And then I can even go back and I can find and I can see how Yahweh has always worked all the way down through the scriptures to see if what that is saying is true. And you see all the way down through the scriptures where all the people that Yahweh has worked with, you see, has always went through trials and tribulations. You understand? You look back at uh, Joseph. Joseph. Was a, was a young child, you see, and his brothers didn't like him. And he started seeing visions and started telling his brothers about the, river, uh, the visions that he was having and how they would be bowed down to him. So what they did is they put him in a pit. They were going to kill him, but decided not to. One of the brothers decided, no, we're selling. So they sold him. He was in a slave. He was a slave, if you will. He was sold to Potiphar. Once that was a death. It, it's like what we go through. There's a death. There's a burial. There's a resurrection. You see, Joseph dead. He was buried. He was in that pit. You see, he was sold. You understand? He went into Potiphar's house. Then he was lifted up. He was doing good. Potiphar's wife accused him of of, of wanting to uh, make it with her. You understand? And so then he ended up in prison. Now, can you imagine he was in prison for 12 years for something he didn't do? I can imagine if Yahweh put me in prison for seven years or for 12 years, even seven years for something I didn't do. I, I boy, I tell you what, I would be I would be pretty I'd be pretty bummed out. Let's put it like that, you see. But if Yahweh be in you, you can make the test. If Yahweh not be in you. You see, you can't make the test. And then what did Yahweh do? He rescued him or liberated him from that prison. And then he was given uh, glory and honor. He was second only to Pharaoh himself. So you can see how Yahweh all the way down through, he trials your faith. You know, and sometimes when I think I've got it bad, I think of Joseph. And I think of being in, in prison for 12 years. And I think of some of the, the, what the other people had to go through and what other, see, a lot of times we read these things, we, we don't really think of, of what these people are going through and the psychological things that they're going through and their thought patterns and what they, you understand, they were, they're human. 
they were only human, just like you and me. And Yahweh was working with them the same as he's working with us. So therefore, your faith, the trial of your faith is much more precious than gold. You understand? The world cannot understand that because the world is even preaching, you see, about the creator of the universe, but they're charging gold for it. You understand? Air-conditioned dog houses and, and mansions and, and uh, airplanes and all kinds of things. They're doing this whole thing for gold. You understand? Five there minutes, is, Dr. Marshall. Five thank minutes. You. Thank you, sir. So, so they're all doing it for gold. You see, they're doing it for money. You see, they're doing it for recognition. They're doing it to be somebody, to be looked up to. You understand? But that's not what we're going through. And we're being tried with fire, you see. Gold is, is but uh, I'll use iron ore. Iron ore is dug up out of the ground, okay? It's ore. It's nothing. It, it's, 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 it's just, a, it's like a powder, okay? Then they ship it to the smelter, okay? And they start heating it, you see, and melting it and, 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 and taking the slag off of the, off of the ore, you understand? And then you got the iron ore, but that's just the iron ore. Now, if you take iron and you just pour it in a mold, that's called pig, pig iron, you understand? It doesn't have a lot of tensile strength to it. So then what they do is they take and they heat it, you see, and they cool it and they put carbon in it. You see, carbon is the uh, at, at atomic number of six for the flesh. So then they take and they start pounding it and they start heating it and they start taking it away. And the blacksmith to make a sword will take that sword he'll heat it and he'll beat it and he'll heat it and he'll beat it to temper it to make it stronger so that so that it's it's it, it's it's got high strength to it and it can be sharpened you understand and that's what we're going through and we'll be trying with that fire just like that iron ore and i hope somebody got something out of it uh, sometimes you sit here and you think to yourself boy i got something to say tonight i hope they call on me i hope they call on me and then when they do call on you, you sit there, that's the night you say, boy, I hope they don't call on me tonight because I really don't really got much going. But I thank you for the time. I thank you for the honor and the privilege and all honor and glory goes to Yahshua and Yahweh. And thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Marshall. And our next speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Diane Emler from our Oceanside class. We're switching. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to uh, be given time to uh, let anybody know uh, what it what Yahweh has revealed. Uh, to me and to us because at the end of this age Dr. Kinley having this divine vision and revelation is not a small or insignificant thing this divine vision and revelation is huge. It's absolutely 
uh, a gift to all of mankind. And that was Dr. Kinley's desire was to preach this gospel to all of mankind. Uh, not just the man from a physical point of view uh, was a, a black man, uh, an Indian. Uh, he didn't come just to preach uh, to the black man, which is, uh, you know, you had uh, preachers like uh, uh, Martin Luther King, and he came uh, uh, to the uh, Black people and to help the uh, misery and uh, inequality that was uh, that of the Black people. And uh, different preachers down through time came to certain groups of people. My point is, is that Dr. Kinley came to the entire uh, populace of mankind. But, you know, whether you're black or white and yellow or pink or red or, uh, you know, whatever color you may be, whatever uh, country you may have been born in, no matter what religion you were raised in, it made absolutely no difference to him and therefore makes absolutely no difference to us. This is a gift to mankind. And one of the uh, uh, pivotal uh, pieces of this gift that he has given us uh, came uh, through uh, the pattern of the tabernacle. Now, this chart that we see in front of us, the Moses chart, uh, if you go uh, and direct your eyes to the top of the chart, uh, to the left side of the chart, you see uh, there Moses. It does say Moses written on his garment. And he, you see that rock uh, that he's leaning against, and that's to show you that he was on the top of that mountain, being Mount Sinai. And he was called up on top of that mountain into the midst of a cloud that was a cloud by day and a burning inferno by night. And as Sharon described, 
that cloud is symbolizing spirit. And spirit is invisible to our natural senses. And that spirit is Yahweh. And Yahweh is the father of us all. And she read in Acts, uh, the 17th chapter, 28, that uh, uh, within him we live, move, and have our being. And that he is the source, the substance, the limits, and the bounds of all things. We are abiding within him, and we are made up of him. Now, when I first heard that, it absolutely blew me away that I lived inside of Yahweh, who was the father in the Godhead, or Yahweh is the father, he is that spirit, and that we live within him was absolutely incredible to the way I had always thought about God. I thought God was this man with a, a long beard and he sat on the throne and he lived up in the sky somewheres and would look down at us and answer prayers if he felt inclined to do that, and uh, uh, that we would find out about him uh, after we died. And to find out that in reality, we live right within spirit or within that cloud is re a revolutionary way of thinking. And it's not that it's new, meaning revolutionary, some new way of thinking. This is the correct way of thinking. This is the way that Yahweh told uh, Abraham and uh, Isaac and Jacob and the nation of Israel. This is what they were taught from the beginning. And that teaching has been lost down through the ages until we come to this time 2021, where mankind doesn't even know that their God is spirit. 
It has been lost. It has been corrupted. It has been bastardized. It has been, it's criminal what they have done. And now that this vision and revelation was given to Dr. Kinley, and he taught this the proper way and taught us the way God really was and actually existed, people look at us and think that we're from Orion, that we are so often left field uh, uh, in our thoughts about God and what they call religion. And the reality is, is that we're teaching the original truth and they're teaching the lie. But the lie is so deep. The lie is so dark. The lie has been so convincing that they cannot even recognize the truth when it's standing right in front of them. And it is incredible where mankind has ended up. And we were looking, you know, the uh, boy. Yahweh, uh, who is that spirit. And if you take this, your eyes across and you see there is the uh, shape and form uh, up there known as Yahweh Elohim. And Yahweh Elohim is simply Yahweh in a shape and form where he is the word of Yahweh, he is in a shape and form in that shape and form where people could see him in divine vision, visions and revelations. This was how Yahweh because we can't see spirit, it's invisible, it's incomprehensible, so that we could know something about Yahweh, he broke himself down. He came down into a lower state so that we could begin to understand Yahweh. In the cloud, you have the attributes of intelligence, knowledge, wisdom, beauty, love, justice, foundation, power, and strength. And those attributes and sub-attributes of those, uh, 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 because that's not all of it, those are, you know, the main ones. <laughs> Jeez. Those are the main ones. But he came into that shape and form, and that shape and form has all of those attributes in an organized shape and form. Uh, go to the green chart. 
Greg, and we'll show that. Uh, uh, oh, perfect. Now we need to see the uh, shape and form of Elohim and the attributes in there. There you go. So now we have Elohim, which is a, a form uh, in which we can begin to understand Yahweh. And if you think about Yahweh as a thought in your head, and nobody can see that thought, they can't understand what you're thinking because that's invisible to them. That thought you have in your head Nobody knows what you're thinking. Someone knows what you're thinking, but another man does not know what you're thinking. And the only way you know what uh, uh, I'm thinking is if I tell you or I speak it. And when I speak about what I'm thinking, then I'm revealing that to you. And that's what Yahweh did. He began to speak in the form of Elohim, who is made up of the same source and substance of the Father being intelligence, knowledge, wisdom, beauty, love, justice, foundation, power, and strength in an organized form, which you see right there. And don't you have to do that? You have uh, thoughts in your mind and sometimes they're scattered uh, uh, you have to really, uh, before you tell somebody about what you're thinking, it, it takes you a, a minute or a lot more to organize your thoughts so that you can tell somebody what you're thinking or speak it. And that's the same way that Yahweh did. He organized his thoughts so that he could tell us what he was thinking or what he was like. Because above all, he wants us to know him. And that is essential uh, uh, for us to understand. And in the churches today, in religion today, they don't even address the question of what God is like. They only tell you what you should be doing, how you should act, uh, they uh, tell you uh, different laws that you should follow. Uh, they tell you that you need to get physically water baptized, that you uh, uh, need to be 
take the Lord's suppers, all the different laws and ordinances. That's all they teach you. They do not teach you about God. And the reason is, is they don't know. If they knew, maybe they would tell you, but the fact is they don't know. But they don't, they know that the name of the Father is Yahweh. They know that, they're taught that, but they have decided for you and for me that we don't need to know that name. Well, you need to know that name because that name means to be, to exist, and most importantly, to breathe. Because as he created us, he created us and gave us life through his name. So that when we are born, the very first thing that a baby does is inhale that air. And when the baby inhales, he inhales. And when you exhale, you exhale. You breathe. And when you go to bed tonight and you lay down in your bed and before you have that period of time, that twilight time between being awake and falling asleep and listen to yourself breathe. And as you listen to yourself breathe, do you understand? You can hear his name. And you know how you got here. And you know why you are here. And the reason why you are here is to tell somebody else that you can hear his name. And that he is real. And he is the one that created us all. It was Yahweh in that shape and form, and he created each and every one of us. Now, so that we could understand that word, Moses, and stay here, Greg, Moses, when he went up on top of Mount Sinai, and saw this shape and form, he saw this shape and form transfigure or transform in front of Moses into this intangible pattern known as the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was an actual structure that was built in the wilderness of Sinai, the, uh, uh, the Hebrews built this, Israel built this, and carried this structure around 
in the wilderness for over 40 years and then took it up into Canaan's land. And when Solomon's temple was eventually built, then mo the, uh, 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 the vessels inside of this tabernacle uh, uh, were placed within the temple. Now, in this tabernacle had three distinct compartments. The top was the most holy place. That's showing forth the Father. The middle section is the holy place. And that's showing forth the Son or the Word, and that is Yahweh Elohim. And we uh, real well, let's go over there and get uh, uh, John one and one. John one and one. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. And that's what we've been talking about. In the beginning was the word, because he was the first thing created. And the word was with Yahweh, and it was Yahweh. How can we now, at this late date, at the end of the age, try to deny that Yahweh Elohim is actually Yahweh. How is that possible? Because in the beginning was the word, the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. And the mystery of iniquity gets in there and tries to cause you to doubt even the most basic things that we have been taught since the beginning. And don't you dare let him do that to you. And I say that because it's just we have come too far. We have suffered too long. And yet we haven't suffered unto blood. But we have suffered this long, holding fast to that which we were originally taught so that we could present this gospel in its pure form so that it would have the ability to save a soul no matter where that soul was whether it was in Russia, whether it was in uh, Vietnam, whether uh, it was in Malaysia, whether it was in Canada, whether it was in Africa, whether it was in any of these United States, any place there was a soul of Yahweh's to hear this pure gospel. And we, at the end of this age, have been charged to preach this gospel to all of mankind. 
And there are those right within this organization who would try to stop us from reaching people throughout the world. And this is what Dr. Kinley started the school for, was to preach this gospel to mankind. And we will continue in that endeavor to the best of our ability for as long as we possibly can. But this gospel cannot be perverted down at the end of the age. This is simple stuff, folks. This are things that we've learned since day one. And we learned that the most holy place was Yahweh, the Father. The holy place was Elohim, or the Word. Continue on there and pick it up at 1 in John. Thank you. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Yahweh, and the Word was Yahweh. Read. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him. And yeah, without Yahweh made all things in the form of Yahweh Elohim. Mm -hmm. That was the word. And you read in Genesis 1.1, and God said, let there be light. Well, how did he speak? Yahweh is the word, and he spoke through his, not his mouth that we think of, but through Yahweh Elohim, through that son. Now, the son cannot act independently of the father or of the word. That would be saying that you can speak uh, without any uh, help from your brain. I mean, sometimes I talk and I think my brain didn't work when I was talking. <laughs> in reality, I, to form the words, my brain has to make my mouth form words. My mouth doesn't form its own words. It has to come from my brain. How can you separate that and think that the, the word can do it on its own? It has to have the brain. And the word is just an extension of that brain. Okay, go ahead and read, Gail. Two, the same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Oh, boy. And there's so much in this. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. See. Now, read the 14th verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now this word, Yahweh Elohim, was made flesh. 
and walked among us. In that form, the world calls Jesus Christ. In reality, his name was Yahshua, which means Yahweh is salvation. It means Yahweh is salvation. Mm -hmm. Not Elohim is salvation. Elohim is a title. It means Yahweh is salvation. And he showed forth that salvation by fulfilling the law and the prophets. You have to come back. Uh, fulfilling the law and the prophets uh, uh, and taking uh, that old covenant out of the way, hanging on a cross because it takes blood for that sanctification. Before that tabernacle could be sanctified, before the cloud could enter into that tabernacle, there had to be the showing forth of blood. Everything had to be uh, uh, ordained by blood. Everything, even the priest had to be ordained by blood. See? And he was the only one that had that life in his blood to save our souls. See? Now, once he died and sanctified by that blood, then the day of Pentecost came and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that's good. When that day of Pentecost, which was 53 days after his death, which is June 6th, then he out gave forth of his uh, spirit and put that spirit within man. And that allowed us to see Yahweh. That allowed us to begin to understand for the very first time what Yahweh was made up of, meaning Yahweh uh, in that pure spirit, Yahweh in that intermediate or the word, or when that word was made flesh, that is him in that court roundabout, making that tabernacle the most holy place, the holy place, the court roundabout, three separate compartments, but one tabernacle. And there is only one Yahweh. And that one Yahweh broke himself down or ex expressed himself 
so that we could understand him. He spoke the word, meaning the creation. And Sharon uh, 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 read that in Romans where, uh, uh, oh God, uh, in Romans where the creation was created uh, to reveal that which you cannot see. Five minutes, Dr. Emler, five minutes. Give me Romans 119 and 20. Romans 119. Because that which may be known of Yahweh wow. is manifest. That which may be known of Yahweh. This is what Dr. Kinley called uh, uh, the theme song of the school because it was so crucial to this vision in the understanding of spirit. See, that, read it again, Linda. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. It's manifest or it's shown or it's made clear right within us, read. For Yahweh has shown it unto them. And he has Yahweh. Yahweh has shown it unto us. He has shown us himself in this creation. Go ahead and read. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Now, it's just what it says. The invisible things of him right from the creation of the world are clearly seen. And always the question was, well, if spirit was invisible, how can you understand that which you cannot see? How is it that you can understand what is inscrutable, what is incomprehensible? How can you begin to understand that by the things that are made? And it's what we have learned, it's what we were taught in the beginning, and it is what we need to turn around and teach now. Go ahead and read. For the, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Yes. Now go get John 17 and three, and then we'll close this out. John 17 and three, and this is life eternal. No, this is life eternal. We used to call that heaven. This is Life eternal. Read. That they might know thee, the only true Yahweh, and Yahshua, whom thou hast sent. 
that you might know the only true Yahweh and Yahshua the Messiah who he has sent. That is your eternal life. Mm -hmm. So with those words, I want to thank you for the time. If you understood anything, please realize that it's never me, but Yahshua. Thank you. I'll hand it back to the moderator. Thank you, Dr. Emler. And we'd like to thank everybody who participated in our Zoom class today. We'd also like to thank those on YouTube for viewing us on YouTube as well. And we hold our Zoom class here every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. At this time, I'd like to ask the class stay muted until the live stream has ended. We'll now be dismissed by the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, along glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and ever, let us all say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah.